This is a Rooster Teeth production. Uh, we ready to go? Yeah. Come on in. Felicitations to all you <laughs> fractains. Fly your folding selves into the stinky dragon. Take a swig of our latest liquor, Fun House of Mirrors. It's a mixture of Kiki Mama Campari, 30 morbid minute leaves, Schnapps hits the fan mixed with must be dice ice cubes. One glass of this two dimensional dram will have you laughing and scrying in no time. I'm going to need every podcast made by Funhouse to give a plug to Stinky Dragon now. (laughs) (laughs) Previously, our adventurers rummaged around in the recesses of Kyborg's memories as kids. While searching for clues as to Quadrant's whereabouts, the infant knights connected with Kydelius's family, but soon encountered an entire squadron of exploding squadrons detonated by Quadrant himself. <laughs> Finally, they witnessed Kyborg's defining dismemberment and fate of his late family, but perhaps they picked up a forgotten clue along the way. Raise a glass and let's pass this dragon gap. What clue do we forget? Anyway. (laughs) Flurries of ash and snow swirl around you as your vision blurs. Quadrant holds up Kydelius' severed limb. Looks like you won't be needing this anymore. But don't worry. I'll hold on to it for you. (laughs) Quadrant stands up and tosses the map onto a pile of smoldering ash. Its corners begin to burn up, but not before three words flash across your eyes. Flats of Tabul. And the last thing you see before you black out is Quadrant marching off with your right arm. Go ahead, Kydelius, roll a perception check. You got it. So not used to you calling him Kydelius. It's situational, right? Yeah. Yeah, is he Kyborg or Kydelius? Yeah, beat Quadrant with my own dismembered arm. 15. Is that your dismemberment plan? Yes. <laughs> your head, you know, feels pretty spinny. It got like a dull, lingering pain, but you managed to shake off the cobwebs and start to gather your bearings. Uh, The first thing you feel is the bitter chill of snow all around you. You're sitting on the frosty ground surrounded by moonlit trees tinted with red. Is this Everwinter Woods? Uh, uh, Is it? (laughs) What about us? What about us? Were you asking us that or were you just... It's kind of of a rhetorical question, like a note to self. After I was... My family was killed, I went to the Everwinter Woods where I began my incredible training montage that lasted years and I got super fit. Level one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, like I was a strong level one person. (laughs) He was level one for quite a while. I I love that now that we've experienced that memory together, like I think all of us could now be like, Quadrant. Now we also feel your anger in that moment. Yeah. So now all of us could relate. You saw how kick butt my parents were. I mm. also I just saw Lightyear over the weekend, and so now I'm picturing Quadrant <laughs> as the Emperor Zerg. <laughs> oh, Zerg's in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's in the trailer. It's in I think. the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry it's if like, I spoiled it. It's a Lightyear origin movie. It's gonna have the origin. They brought back Zerg. Yeah. <laughs> So where 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 are we? What are we doing? What's are we babies? We're cold. We're in the Everwinter Woods. No, I'm saying us, not Kyborg. Kydelius. Not Kydelius. Where are we? Mud moves around. Mud moves around. You are not present at the moment. What? But could we? Are we able to see what's happening? Like, do we see Kydelius? Oh, is this a Kydelius one shot? It's a one man show. <laughs> we'll get to yeah, the showing. You're, like you're viewing this from above, almost like a third person perspective. I gotcha. throw I throw rocks from above at Kydelius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 
I continue to trek through the snow and I look around and I try to perceive my surroundings. Roll a 15. That's got to be something. Oh, uh, yeah. I read you the thing. <laughs> I'm in the woods. All right. Well, <laughs> where, well, check on your arm. Do you have an arm? No, he doesn't. So, I, so what's what's your wound? Uh, I look around for shelter. You see um, like a, a, a really large tree that's kind of kind of hollowed out near the base of the uh, trunk where it meets the ground. Uh, and you're currently sheltered in there. Guess I'm a Keebler elf now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of cookies, cookies. wafts. The, the, the smell of gross, overly sweet cookies wafts what? through the forest. Keebler elf cookies oh, are nice. fine. Nice. He's, on, he's on point. When you, you, know, you look around at your shelter, you realize you're slightly older than uh, you were in your previous flashback. You, uh, you appear to be a teenager now. Mm. Ugh, I hate this tree. <laughs> uh, I look at my arm. Is it still missing? Yeah, you are, curr- <laughs> you are currently missing an arm. Okay, so I, I haven't found my new arm yet. Not everything grows when you're in a As you're uh, you know, looking at and you know, touching your missing arm, uh, you hear the crunching of snow off just beyond the tree line in the distance. Uh, okay. I stealthily, stealthily, stealth, stealth, I stealth. <laughs> he can't figure out stealthily. what, what I, form I of that to, word. I want to see who, what's What is go- the adverb vor- version of stealth? Stealthily. Stealthily. Stealthily? stealthily? No, 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 don't throw an F in there. Why are you throwing an F out? I'm stealth. Stealthily. Just say with stealth. With stealth, I observe who is approaching. <laughs> roll a stealth check. I'm sorry, roll a stealth check <laughs> 13 i'm still getting my bearings r- with my arm and english <laughs> okay. i love that moment in uh what's that movie called uh with will smith <laughs> there's a lot independence day, independence day oh. where he punches the alien and goes welcome to stealth oh. <laughs> it sounds like someone is walking in the snow not necessarily towards you but kind of parallel to you just beyond where you can see Paralite. <laughs> uh, uh, do I see who they are? Do I recognize them? You, you can't see anything. You can only hear at this point. Uh, make another perception check. Okay. I'm picturing a lot of... 19. Uh, you hear what you think sounds like wheezing coming from that same direction. It's a Pokemon. I was about to say... <laughs> <laughs> Careful, it could be a coughing later. <laughs> oh, I thought someone might no, be smoking no, the devil's lettuce behind is what they, tree. Oh. Wheezing is the evolved. Oh. Get your I Pokemon right, Chris. Myself. Come on. Uh, can I sneak up on him? I want to get a closer look. Yeah, make a stealth check. Thanks <laughs> for making fun of my speech impediment. All right, here we go. 17. Uh, yeah, you stealthily creep up to the tree line, and you're being very careful to hide the sound of your feet crunching the snow, and, you know, you pull up behind a tree, and you kind of peek around it, and you see a large being uh, walking around in a small clearing just beyond where you are. Uh, and it looks like he's a, a large creature made of metal. <gasps> it's the iron golem. It's the thing that I get my arm from. But I don't know this at the time. Uh, <laughs> do I beat him to death and steal it from him? Or How did it I... happen? Man, I don't know. I'm, tell uh, us. My memory is all hazy. <laughs> I, get, uh, I go out uh, and I say, hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> the large creature turns around. And uh, stares at you with uh, glowing red eyes. You good? You you seem like you're wheezing. <laughs> he tries to uh, make himself appear really big, but uh, yeah, when you say that, you kind of call him out, and you realize that he doesn't seem like he's in the in the best shape. He says, uh, "Halt! Who goes there?" Oh, this is really sad. I'm about to lose another friend. I'm about to make a friend and then subsequently lose him. Hey, are you one of quadrons? Quadrones? Quadrons? He says, uh, 
Ask him if he knows who Lacutus is. Like, My brother's the only one who laughed at that because he's the only one here, I think, that watched Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, I, I, <laughs> like, I, I, I got it. Ah, the Borgians, yes. Uh, I'm a wood elf. What's up with Borgians? What, tell me about your people. Make a persuasion check. Okay. See, I've been in the Park I've been in the woods for a while. And I ain't got no friends, so I'll I'll strike a conversation with. That's a well, one minus two, negative one. You're teenage Kai or Kai dealers right now, so you gotta talk like this. Oh, you're right, Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's great instruction. Uh, I rolled a negative one, so I'm going to use a lucky. Wait, was this a perception roll? A persuasion. A persuasion. A persuasion. That 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 tracks. Yeah. yeah. He changes history. Doesn't get his metal arm. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. Okay, that's better. Thank you for re-rolling that. I would hate to have continued this with a negative one. Yep, yep. <laughs> he kills me. <laughs> I can't believe you have a negative two modifier to your persuasion. It but. started as a joke that I wanted to have all these like shortcomings as with my character, and then no, no, it's just like I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> He's an antisocial idiot. This, this is why Blaine hates it when we're not in combat because mm. he sees he, he, <laughs> he has nothing to roll that's Damn. gonna go in his favor. <laughs> uh, I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah, Barb's like, can we stop fighting and talk, please? Let me talk to, let me talk to <laughs> you. Come on, can I perform for them? By the way, this is classic beginner D&D mistake is just like focusing entirely on combat uh, and, and not putting uh, points anywhere else. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. His eyes seem to uh, diminish a little bit. They're not quite as intense red. Cordelius of Everwinter. How did you know my name? I didn't even tell you who I was. The Borgians know much of what happens in the Everwinter Woods, especially that of your family. It is our sacred duty to protect the Source Monolith, which only appears under a blood moon like tonight. Oh. I'm very familiar with the blood moon. Well, are you familiar with my whole family getting wiped out by uh, by old Quadrin? Sadly, yes. Were you supposed to protect us? Because you did a really bad job if you were supposed <laughs> to protect <laughs> us. Your mother, Crystalina, was aligned with the Morgans. Although we are not as powerful as we once were. Uh, so that means we're allies. Can we be buddies? Because <laughs> I'm really lonely in these woods. Roll for buddies. <laughs> I need your assistance. Yeah, sure. I ain't got nothing else going on. So <laughs> what do you need? I'm your guy. It's quite simple. <laughs> and then he stops. He begins wheezing. It seems like he uh, he's having a lot of trouble catching his breath. Oh. A robot's wheezing? Uh, Gollum. Gollum. You know, like General Grievous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. I am gravely ill. I fear I will not see another blood moon after this. When I have passed, I ask you to conceal my body. There are evils in this world that would use my body to do their bidding. Wait, so you're not... Are you organic? Because, like, how... I thought you, you appear to be like a... Uh, I don't know. Are you working? Like a machine of some sort. Golems are more like elemental. Yeah. So he's a metal golem. Yeah. Got it. Gardelius of Everwinter. They must not use my body to find the sword. And then with one final wheeze, the iron golem collapses to the woodland floor with a thud. From the ground, snow poofs high into the air like a cloud of dust, and the flakes slowly drift back down to earth. What did he mean by the source? 
Ah, that's very intriguing to me. Yeah, well, now I got source of body. We're learning about all these things, monoliths and source, and I don't know what. It's, like, two, it's like 2001. There's gonna be a monkey. It's gonna come and grab a bone. Orgians. All right. Well, he said that I gotta like destroy his body. This is gonna feel weird. Conceal. Conceal. That's an, Conceal. Destroy. That's Conceal. an interesting <laughs> word. Well, I gotta hide his body. <laughs> I mean, really, you really shouldn't I'm have the... corrected him because <laughs> his, his poor, dying wish. Yeah, this, that's what I was gonna say. Well, his like final words. <laughs> this doofus wasn't even listening. <laughs> How am I supposed to? I gotta destroy him. <laughs> Look at how big he is. I, I have burn to burn his body. I have to eat, I have it? To eat this iron golem. Oh, hey, we gotta conceal him. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. Yeah. All right. But now we know. Let it snow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, then I go up and I, I I try to give him a little poke or something. Hey. What do you poke him with? Uh, I find a nearby stick on the ground. Make a dexterity save. <laughs> A dexterity save. It's a save. That means something's happening. 17. Oh, oh that's pretty good. Yeah, no, nothing seems to happen. <laughs> that's why I need to do dex. It's gonna explode on you. What's the world where he rolled a two? Okay, well, I want to <laughs> I want to perceive, like, what's going on, like, what this source thing could be, like, what part of him is so important that he needs to be concealed, not destroyed. Uh, make a, let's call it a wisdom check. You don't have, like, any... Anything in your inventory that might detect some type of like, I don't know, special power or like radiation or anything like that. I don't think he has anything that is good for perceiving or investigating <laughs> things. I mean, in the moment, I'm probably pretty stripped down. I don't probably have much on me, but I, I rolled a 15 with wisdom. Well, you know, obviously Parkalex did say some of this, but you do know that the Borgians have special attunement to ancient artifacts in the world. And with this attunement, it's possible that others could access these ancient artifacts. Okay, and I can't let them have that. I'm just gonna assume it was Quadrant that he's talking about that he can't, that I can't let him get into his uh, clutches or something. Uh, can I carry him? How heavy is this guy? Um, yeah, make a strength check. We're just hopping all around my my checks. <laughs> I'm using the. Hey man, you're the one. It's whatever you want. Whatever you app. want. I mean, don't ever say I'm railroading you. You tell me what you want, then we roll some dice and I we have some I fun. I really, really want <laughs> strength. Here we go. Oh, nine. Uh, you try to lift him up, but you find you're able to slide him just ever so slightly, uh, just a couple of inches. Okay, so <laughs> this is where you're hiding him, like, apparently. Uh, I, I, I look around, and I see if there's any suitable hiding place or place that I could just conceal this body with. It, not, and not super temporary, like, snow and leaves. Like, I'm not that much of an idiot, so I want to see if I can, like, cover him, cover him. There's a, a nearby rotted out tree that you think you could either roll him over and stash him in there, or you could knock the tree over, you know, exposing the decayed root system, which might leave like a hole in the ground behind. Okay, I will try to do that then. Which will put him in the tree or uh, expose? I think pulling the tree down, not on top of him, but like kind of around him or, or exposing the roots and seeing if I could put yeah. him in there. Do I have any rope? Yeah, sure. You have okay. rope. Okay. Remember that you said that. Remember the scene in uh, Predator when they're setting up the traps and then like Dylan and Arnold, they're all like pulling stupid roots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do that. Okay. I want to do that. I want, I want uh, specifically a close up shot of my one good bicep pulling real hard. And, okay. and, and, uh, and I want uh, I want you to get. Uh, Who's you? Uh, Micah to get uh, <laughs> the, the guy that did the score for Predator. I want him to do this episode who he's probably was he dead no be. no it's not, he's not dead it's not john mctiernan that's the director who did who did predator score no one I'm looking knows. it up alan Silvestri. Oh. Yeah. yeah he was on avengers he's fine he, he's still around you can get him he can work that's good for you to uh, give us that permission <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, I, what rolls do you need me to do to pull down that tree? Uh, well, you guys email he's, he's, Alan Silvestri. He's 72 years old. Uh, maybe he's like semi-retired. Maybe we can get him sleep. He's still working. Um, <laughs> uh, make another strength check to try to see if you can uh, knock the tree over. Okay. <sighs> 10. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a pretty decayed tree. So you're able to, you know, loop your rope around it and, you know, pull it down. And uh, it kind of like lifts out of the ground, exposing a pretty large root system, which is of no longer used to this tree. But yeah, it exposes a hole, let's say, you know, 10, 15 feet across that you think you could roll Parkalex into. Okay. So then I want to roll him in there, but in the process, you know, because I got to figure it out. Oh man, this is a really difficult task with just this one arm. So I want to see, <laughs> I look at his good arm and I, you know, I think, well, he's not using it right now, right? So then I, I try to see if I can take it off and repurpose it for my own. I really hope he comes back to life. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> yeah. That is the one part of my body where I feel pain. Uh, feel uh, pain. Yeah, it appears that the Borgian is very modular and uh, his arm clicks off with like a very small popping noise. Okay. Well, then I try to plug it in like I'm a Lego man. Uh, you try to attach it to your shoulder, but it doesn't seem like your shoulder has the correct receptor for it. It just... It doesn't fully attach. Okay. Well, with that rope that I used to pull down the tree, I attach the arm to my back. I tie it on for, you know, safekeeping because I might need this later. And then I push the rest of the Borgian's body inside of the hole. Yeah. You attach the arm to your back and push Parkalex into the hole. And then like a puppy I or a cat that's like covering up its its crap in a cat box, <laughs> a litter box, I, I go about covering it in dirt. With your legs? <laughs> and my arm. And oh, you just okay. all, just everything. I just try like just you kick as much dirt. Yeah. As the snowflakes continue to fall around you, they turn a shade of red, but it's not just them. The ground, the trees, and everything becomes stained with redness. Oh, blood moon. You look up to see a blood red moon directly overhead shining brightly across the Everwinter woods. The ground begins to quake beneath your feet, rumbling louder and louder. Thump, 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 thump. Out from the ground emerges a massive standing stone covered in pulsing veins. Thump, 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 thump. A strange warmth falls over you like a comforting, familiar blanket. Even the dull pain in your arms subsides. Hmm. Time to approach the monolith. Yeah, I guess I approach the monolith then. John throwing rocks. The pulsing gets louder. The reddish trees blur past you, swirling into a soup of colors, shapes, sounds, and smells. The world around you contracts and shrinks until everything slows down to a halt. Distant but familiar voices call out to you. Kyborg, Kyborg, are you with us? Wake up, Kyborg. Okay. I open my eyes. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Wait, who's around me? You open your eyes and you see Dr. <clears throat> and uh, Meld looking over you as well as uh, the rest of your friends. I, 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 I wake up and I say, I had the strangest dream. And you were there, I point to Mud. And you were there, I point to Butt. Bart. And you were there too. I was. I smack Kyborg to make sure he's awake. I had the strangest dream too. And you were there. <laughs> and you were... Everyone can go ahead and mark off uh, a long rest. Yay. All right, so what does any of that mean, Doc? Dr. Um, uh, asks you. Did you learn anything? Perhaps where Quadrant's hiding or where another diagem could be. I mean, I learned why I'm so messed up because I, you made me re-witness the death of my family. And uh, I, I, there's something about the uh, flats of Tabul. Ah. Um, something about the source. My metal arm is a MacGuffin. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, I don't know what else did I remember, guys? Guys. <laughs> oh, I, I hit a I hit a corpse. It was a metal corpse, so I don't know if it counts. We saw the the map that said uh, the flats of Tabul. Right. Yeah. Mission mm. that flats of Tabul, which is apparently an important piece of information. Yes. And was it not a blood moon crystal that only appears at a certain time? That the seems to be. Important. Yeah. The monolith. There's a big veiny rock that came out of the ground. Is really weird. <laughs> and that's the source we're thinking. Very yes. phallic. Mm-hmm. Very veiny. Hmm. <laughs> I see. This is all excellent news. I have good news to share as well. While you were all in the Deja Dreamery, Meld and I have been planning out some HQ renovations and crafting some new equipment for you all. Come, come, I'll show you. Dr. <clears throat> wheels himself out of the lab toward the Great Hall. Was no one monitoring us? You were off tinkering while we were like... <laughs> <laughs> well, the Deja Dreamery, it's kind of like going to sleep, you know? No, like, screen to watch. But that's why, you know, he needs to ask you, what did you see? You know, what did you learn? Because there's no way for them mm -hmm. to know. It's just like you're having not lucid dreams, but very vivid dreams that you're able to glean information just from. Just so I could have, like, a visual. Is this, like, the people in Avatar becoming the Navi, or is it, like, Eleven and Stranger Things in the pool? Or is it Matrix with Jackie Or in. is it Matrix? Uh, I think Matrix and Avatar are very similar. Okay. It's, uh, it's almost like... Assassin's uh, Creed. We're just naming off every time someone uses this kind of technology. <laughs> I'd say the Deja Dreamery in particular is more mystical and magical rather than scientific or technological. Um, you're all in a circle on cots, supernaturally connecting to Kyborg's memories in your mind, so sort of like Inception-esque. Cool. Okay. I like that tree that we touched. Yeah. I think, I think you might have said it was based off of that technology when we first did this. And if you remember, when you all activated the Deja Dreamery this time, there was a seed that uh, Kyborg put in his mouth and swallowed that kind of kicked everything off. Okay. I want to get back to that at some point, but I think we have other things to cover. You have to look for that in your poop. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, then we're going to unlock Gum Gum's dreams. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going to share. <laughs> it sucks being the second person in the dream room. Yeah. No, what it sucks <laughs> is being the fourth person. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, I follow. I say as I follow. <laughs> I realized I said it in character so that I was like, yep. I have to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah, we all go. I will follow. Oh, but I, I want to leave last and just kind of have a moment and just like, ah, that really bummed me out. Uh, uh, okay. I think Kyborg is very sad to have revisited those dreams. Okay, Kyborg's at disadvantage at a skill check for the rest of this episode <laughs> because he's sad. You know, uh, fair. You, you all step into the great hall of infinite HQ, but it's pitch black. You hear a drum roll echo across the hall, and then suddenly the long room illuminates to life, revealing... I pull up my battle axe. <laughs> Nothing. Oh. The hall appears completely empty, and nearly all the adjoining rooms are open, uh, but vacant as well. Is this always how they looked? No. No, because remember we had... There was like one room for coffee. Yeah, yeah what, what? This is this is that area. Blaine is right. Could I ask uh, Dr. Ahem, uh, what, what happened here? Where'd everything go? Uh, well, funny you should say that, because Dr. Ahem... Meld, Atten, and Dant are all uh, excitedly in the middle of the room, yelling, Ta-da! And they're doing jazz hands. They're kind of flourishing in every direction, pointing around the room with huge beaming smiles. We're moving and you didn't tell us until now? Gum Gum starts clapping. <laughs> Bart also runs to the middle of the room and goes, Ta-da! <laughs> Make a performance check, Bart. Okay. I just wanted to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. That is a 23. Oh, you wow. put them to shame. Yeah, Ta-da! This is a crabble <laughs> magic trick. Everything disappeared. Hands have never been jazzier. <laughs> well, perhaps I should explain. <clears throat> Since Mayor Tesla named you all the new infinites, these are now officially your quarters, and I am your quartermaster. The HQ is yours to decorate as you see fit. 
You will be able to train here in the Great Hall, or relax upstairs in the lobby, store equipment in the armory, and so on. But first things first, we have cleared out four rooms for you all. Who wants to go where? I'll be with Bert. <laughs> hey, Gum Gum, I got, I got good news for you, buddy. We what? don't have to share a room this time. You can That's have, okay, I don't mind. You can, <laughs> <laughs> you can have a room all for yourself to... You know, explore your own hobbies and interests. No, this, and- this is great. That means that you guys can share a room, and then I can have a room, and Kaybor can have a room, and and uh, Gumbo can have a room as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, or you can blow down that wall, and then you and oh, Gumbo yeah, knock it down. Really get a, gi- yeah. an open concept there. Yeah, and that. I like it's, that. That's great. I like that. Yes. Feel free to make any changes to layout or decor of the HQ, but there's one more surprise in the stables once we're finished with your rooms. I love how. Dr. Ahem is a doctor and also a quartermaster now, like as if being a doctor and making all this stuff and, and doing all the gadget things that he does isn't enough. He's mm. also the quartermaster. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a one of many talents. I was, was going to say. It would make sense that Q in the Bond films would, would be, a, be doctor. a doctor of some kind, would have a yeah. PhD of like engineering of some kind. That's true. Yeah. Where is the room that we did the coffee thing in? Is uh, that is, if you walk in, yeah. uh, it's the one in the most northeast corner. So to the right. I want to take the old coffee room because I bet it smells nice. Uh, um, you go uh, look in that room and you see that it's actually been claimed already. It looks like Dr. Ahem has moved into that room. Wait, they said there's four rooms for us. Well, there's six rooms total uh, off the Great Hall. Yeah, and so two of them probably are already being used for something. Yeah. What about the room if that had... Available? Could be. There's a room that had an animal that Gum Gum met. It was like a tiger? No, a lion. A lion? A bear? Oh my. Oh, oh my. <laughs> I'm going off of memory here. I want to say that was either the southwest room or the straight west room. It was, it was one of those. I have a problem with going straight, so I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> southwest. But I'm hoping that's, I want that room. I want the room that has like, if it's, I want to see if it still has like dirt and grass and a tree. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go outside and get all the dirt I need. Yeah, we had the, the coffee room, the plant room. There's the, the, the clo- chair room. Clothing room. Clothing room. The chair room that was just like a bunch of chairs trying to clean or something. What was the symbol on that one? Was it chairs trying to clean? Oh, that, okay. So I remember, actually, now that you say that, I think I remember. Because that was, the one with the chairs was the one directly to the west, I believe. I'm double checking. I had different notes that I took back when we did this remotely. And I don't have those notes with me. But I had a whole diagram of all these rooms. When you were a wee Bart. When I was a wee little Bart. And we were working on our first puzzle together. Wow. Failing miserably so the bad. entire time. <laughs> Nothing has changed. This was where you first encountered your mortal enemy, Doors. Oh, right. In that answer. Door. Squad door. Okay, yeah, the one with the bear, that is the one in the south. It's the southwest corner room. That was the one that had looked like a, a tree and a bear and a tiger. Want to go there? Uh, yeah, you look in the room and it appears to be totally empty. No uh, dirt and grass and trees? No, it's just a, a very plain stone room. I still claim it and proceed to start doing some trips outside, bringing dirt in. Not to worry. All these rooms are enchanted with Mirage Arcane. All you have to do is imagine what you'd like the room to look like, and it will automatically configure itself to your wishes. Okay, oh. then what I'm imagining is about when the room is like about 90% transformed and where the wild things are. It's uh. still got some of his like stuff, like his bed is mm. kind of made of trees, but it's not fully where the wild things are. Mm-hmm. So there's some like modern amenities, but it's mostly like very, uh, it's, it's shrubbery. Where up. the slightly chaotic things are. Yeah. Mm. Where the mild things are. Where the mild things are. <laughs> <laughs> ah, now you've got it. Which reminds me, if you'd like any specific decorations crafted, 
Meld has offered her services as craftsperson. She is quite skilled in the various trades of Airbloom. I oh, need you Mel. to make a series of little shelves and obstacle courses, like when people like make convert their houses, to, like their cats can be all along the walls uh, for mm. Gumbo to get some exercise going up and around in these little oh, stairs that's and stuff. That's a good call. Yeah. Mel pulls out a notepad and begins making notes. I don't want Gumbo getting vi- getting out of shape. Or you. <laughs> Bart, did you uh, have something you wanted well, to I say think, there? I think me and Gum Gum are going to share a room, and I yeah. think it's only fair that we just go back and forth saying words and objects of things <laughs> we want to have in the room. I'll start. Okay. Bunk beds. Uh, top. <laughs> top bunk. <laughs> That's two words, Gum Gum. Sectional. Uh, magic. Big screen TV. Uh, uh, crystal ball. <laughs> A big painting of Bart as a prince. Book of magic. (laughs) Do flowers, you dummy. I can do those myself. (laughs) (laughs) Then pottery. How about that? Pottery. Where are your flowers going to go? In the ground. I like how I'm like, let's name objects. And I say bunk beds and you say top. I feel like Gum Gum would not understand the the instructions. You want some friendship bracelets in there too? Yes, friendship bracelets. What about the environment itself? What would you all want it to look like? What's the vibe? Mm, Kind of like, I I would think like a a 90s arcade. I was thinking at least maybe in a corner, like a, a table with all my magic artifacts in it. And then maybe I have two pieces of paper. One that's that's mapping out all my weird abilities where I teleport uh, and I think shoot out of me and trying to understand that and flowers. And then the other one is a map of where my dad is and who he is. And it's all the people I think it might be. Just a question mark. <laughs> just dad? So it's just, it's the always sunny, the always funny. Wait, always, God, oh, brain always bro. sunny in Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, the, the, the crazy board, person yeah. board. I think it's just dad in the middle and every single person we've encountered. Yeah. <laughs> Including With, us, he thinks yeah. we could With possibly. With red string going to every person. Uh, Bart, I have a question. Which corner of your room will be the shrine dedicated to aurochs? Oh, uh, that's uh, in my pocket right here. I have a little notepad where I drew a picture from memory. <laughs> Your fan That I like to look at from time to time. Um, I also want a, a stage oh. so I can practice my music. Just a little one. Just to perform Ooh, to, to, to Gum Gum. Yeah. What, if, what if we took the uh, other room and made it a, a performing stage theater slash magic show stage? I mean, you have another room because you guys are bunking together in this one. Yeah. That's good. So which room do you want to take? There's one that's directly west, one that's directly east, and one that's in the southeast. And Mud took which one already? No, he took the southwest one. I didn't okay. uh, label that one I feel as like an option. Can I get the one that's on the left of the west? Yeah. Because the other ones would be conjoined too, which would benefit you guys. Because Okay. We'll take whichever. All right, there's no actual connection between those two rooms that you have to come out to the Great Hall to get between them, but they are right next door hey to guys, each other. Hey, guys, a bursting arrow. Take right care of that. Wait, no. <laughs> what if we dug a little hole in the ceiling and then Gumbo could crawl between them? Unless... He's still evil. I'm not sure if he's good now. He, he did, did attack Gum. He did attack Gum Gum. Yeah. He did. I don't remember that. It was, it it's was like during the, the flashback. It's like when the family dog attacks one of the kids. <laughs> Whenever you're evil. trying to get me to go to the church and he bit me. Oh, oh okay. Oh, that's I right, remember that's that. Right, yeah. Oh, to lure him. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might still be evil. <laughs> he might still be. 
All right, I've changed my mind. I think I think our room should have the vibe of like a basement from the eighties. Okay. Ooh, very with a, nice. With a table to play Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly, <laughs> which they do have. <laughs> I'm thinking. I've been watching a lot of Stranger Things. Yeah. Just to be clear, which room is the eighties basement? Is it the one directly east or the one southeast? Uh, southeast. Southeast, and then the one directly east would be the stage. Our performance for stage room. slash magic. Yeah. Well, you can do magic on a stage. Our performance room. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sounds good. Is there anything else uh, you guys are gonna need, or are you pretty happy with that? trying to decide if there's anything we actually should have in there that's like super useful i mean i think for me it's just like having an area to like try and research my magic but you said you would do that in the bedroom in, in the bedroom yeah. Bart, i think you should have like a, one of those like walls that you know typically it's like an arsenal it's all these guns but it's all these instruments instruments yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i feel like that would go in the performance room ah it's a good call all my all my instruments but like uh, i want to have a scene where we all we're all like all right mount up and then you walk in you're looking and you're like i need this loot we should have walkie talkies do those exist yes <laughs> Can I also request a pull-up bar in my room? Like just to be able to, to work out? Uh, my strength is just really low, and I'm thinking maybe I could improve it. Mm, okay. Well, there's the facilities here at Infinite. Oh. Remember you all did some training before when you did that mock combat with Bring Tussler and his friends to oh, save Atten and Dan? But you can have a workout bar in your room. I'm just saying, like, don't forget, there are other facilities here I was trying to gain well. the system to try to yeah. up my strength can modifier. We, uh, <laughs> can we put a mirror in Kyborg's room so he can practice talking to people and not be so bad at it? And kissing. <laughs> Practice kissing on a mirror. You can practice on your pillow or your hand. Oh, gross. Uh, no, he'd want to practice on a mirror. Barton Gum Gum, are you guys good with your Yeah, room? if y'all are good, I'm going to go with Kyborg. It would be cool if we had some sort of light system of, like, alerting each other. Is this what the danger? sock on the doorknob's for? <laughs> well, different type of alert. Listen, I know Gum Gum and I are close, okay? We're not that close. <laughs> we should do, like, a lantern that each one represents us. And then if you see, like, if one lantern gets lit, then it gets lit in every room. So it's like our way of like quietly signaling each other. You know what I mean? Like danger. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some sort of like very subtle, only we know about it kind of communication. What about, and if Gondor needs aid, just like a different exactly. one exactly. go off? Which one do I light if I just need to take a twosie somewhere? Just let you guys know. Yeah, that's the brown lantern. <laughs> What's your room like, Kyborg? Oh, my room. Uh, I know we have a facilities. My room is a giant weight room because I don't think that there's any uh, limit on size because it's, you know, all magic and illusions and stuff. So it's a very big, very vast gym. Every piece of equipment, even like a calf machine, there's like four calf machines. Again, I will remind you, uh -huh. like I told Bart, yeah. there are training facilities That's here cool. at Infinite HQ. Yeah. You can have your own as well if you I want. Will. Okay. I will, yeah. I don't, I don't want to run into anybody in my gym. So I'll have a whole gym. I'll have a really nice bed, you know, reasonably sized. Uh, and then I want a, a tool bench for tinkering with my arm and fixing it up. I want a big painting of me and my family. So Mel, get on that. And then I do want a wall that's entirely made of mirrors. Maybe some like cool Olympic rings and all that stuff like hanging off the ceiling so that I could be doing like my acrobatics and stuff. Nice. Yeah, that all sounds really good. Like a very serious training room. Yes. Wow. A gym right here. This is awesome. I can come over and work out anytime. And I want uh, several <laughs> unbreakable locks on the door. <laughs> Fret not, my dear Gum Gum. If training is what you require, then look no further than right here. The Great Hall oh. is also enchanted and can be uh, reconfigured to be a training room if, oh, you so, Neo. if you so want. So if you had enough time and an instructor, you could train whatever you want. Just about anything you can imagine, you could train here, regardless whether it's armor, weapons, tools, whatever. Oh, I do want an archery lane in mine Ooh. as well so that I can like fire arrows at distant targets in my room. Can I have one with a caboose? A train with a caboose? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, oh, if only oh. our listeners could see the poop-eating grin that Chris had after making that bad I was so confused. Bad 
Mud's getting curious about what was in the stables. So can Mud head over to the stables? Yeah. What about everyone else? Yeah, I'm good with my yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before he leaves, Bart, before closing the door of the room, he just looks in and smiles and goes, ah, home sweet home. He's sweet. never had a room like that no, before. Sweet. Ah, home sweet home. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our routine every time we leave. <laughs> As always, don't forget to give us a follow on social media at Stinky Dragon Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Tag us on social media using hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod. Uh, we've got a subreddit. If you're into that Reddit kind of stuff, you could check it out over there. And if you interact with us or use the hashtag, your name might be used in an upcoming episode as, a, as an NPC. For example, Kariana, Kyborg's sister, was named after at Carrie F. Davis. Teak Tac the Goliath was named after Teakosaurus Rex. Sebastian, Kyborg's dad, was named after at Dying Wolf. And Kristalena, Kyborg's mom, was named after at Zemelli22. Thank you so much for interacting with us. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the characters <laughs> that are named after you. Uh, and some of our voices uh, for the show are done by, you know, people who work here, people who work on the show, or friends of ours. Dr. Ahem is voiced by Micah Reisinger, who's the writer, editor, composer, the DM behind the DM, as it were, when we play these games. Mailed Manor is voiced by Kayla Milton. Kariana and Kristalena, who are Kyborg's sister and mom, is voiced by Laurel Rothamel. Cooley Smiley. Sebastian, who's Kyborg's dad, is voiced by Dennis Fant. And Quadrang is voiced by Blizzbear. Uh, don't forget, we've got a Smarsh is King t-shirt available now at store.roosterteeth.com. If you've already bought the shirt, thank you. Uh, send us a photo of yourself wearing it on Twitter or Instagram using hashtag StinkyDragonPod. You all head upstairs and make your way outside towards the front of the HQ. You feel the high noon sun bathing you with warmth and find the massive iron portcullis open. Inside, you notice the stables have changed since the last time you visited. Uh, most of the enclosures have been emptied, save for one. And you see Dr. <clears throat> just to the left of the entrance. He's sitting near the first enclosure, smiling with a twinkle in his eye, looking inside the stall. He just put down the other <laughs> infinite animals, so he's really happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, no, I do ask, where are the other infinite mounts? You walk up to Dr. Ahem to ask him your question. You see that he's slightly distracted. He's looking into one of the stalls and he's watching Fred happily playing in the snow amidst a wintry forest environment. That's your fox, by the way. I remember. <laughs> Fred's chasing snowflakes as they flurry past him. Ah, good boy. Don needs to have more faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind you, he got a negative one on a roll earlier, so... Yeah, we, we don't remember things. <laughs> uh, Dr. Ahem... So I know that Sleek is dead, and so is, uh, what's the other well, one? Well, as far as Gum-Gum's understanding. What happened to the other Infinites that aren't dead? Did they get fired? <laughs> well, I suppose that depends. Who specifically are you asking about, Gum-Gum? Uh, uh, the, 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 I'm the, not the, helping. I got <laughs> this. I'm putting faith in Chris. I got this. Uh, <laughs> Four mm -hmm. of them. Uh, they, uh, one of them's like, uh, Aleve? No. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Aleve is one of them. At first, I thought he said a leaf. It did sound a little bit like that. I was very confused. A lot of Fs being thrown around in words here. As I recall from your reports of the mission, when you arrived at the summit of the Escalon, you found Aleve had mutated and merged with Grizzly, <gasps> becoming the dual-headed oh, no. aberrant monster, calling itself Grizzly. Oh, no. I believe you entered into combat and oh. vanquished them. Oh, we did? That was my understanding. Van oh. Vanquished? Like they we killed them? Well, I wasn't there, Kyborg. What did you end up doing with Grizzly? 
What did we do with Grizzly? Why yeah, I don't know. I don't think we. I don't think we finished them off. I we think we so just left. Occupied. I, I honestly think that as far as the episode goes, like that episode ended, and then you like time jumped. Yeah, I was. I was waiting for you all to say what you did to resolve the situation with Grizzly, but no one ever did. So resolve it. What, what did you all do with Grizzly? Oh, we're, we're retconning it. Okay, so we're, we're coming up with this. Not retconning. We're just finally, we're, you, you all Here's, are finally asking the question, retcon, what happened yeah. to the enemy Retcon we requires an original story of what happened. Okay. <laughs> I imagine. I want, I want Gum Gum's story. Go well, ahead. Do you want it in Gum Gum's head? Sure. Okay. This is Gum Gum's head cannon. Well, I love Gum Gum's head cannon. It's a great side podcast we're about to start. Well, if you all want to change anything, let me know. Yep. Well, I remember it all now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Micah's head is in his hands. We took a leave and grizzly leaf, which I think is the same person. And yep. I we carried them back and we had to uh, doctor him. Didn't you cut them in half and make them two people again? Uh, sure, Gum Gum. And then, but they were injured so bad that they had to retire forever and go off to a farm. That's what you told me. Oh, yes, that's absolutely right, Gum Gum. How could I have forgotten? I was able to remedy the transmutative magics of the Escalon. Nevertheless, Grizzly and Aleve were never quite the same again. So they decided to move on to a more simple life. Yeah, you said they went on a farm. Yeah. On a farm. That's what happened to my pet goldfish. That's what Bart said. Did they stay in the same farm? Uh, uh, yeah. Gold, goldfish love farms. Goldfish love farms. They love, they love farms. flopping around in the fields and yeah. harvesting things. Big fans of corn, those goldfish. Yep. Big fins. What about, uh, <laughs> God, it's not sleek, it's not a leaf, it's not grizzly. Spectral? Spectral. Oh. They both were in the explosion. Once again, you would have to recount the details since you were all there. I believe you mentioned an explosion with Spectral and Sleek. Right, but we didn't like witness any deaths per se. No body. Right, no body. I'm still confused as to why you didn't search for their remains. Well, I think we, I think we attempted to go back, but then you kept on like burning us. So then we had to leave the area because you kept yeah, on setting us on fire. It's so a they, shame you couldn't come up with a solution to that problem. Don't wow. let him. Don't stop. Don't. I'm, I'm he's feeding the he troll. Is, he is. He is trying to get you to engage in that. <laughs> I know. So, do you all remember if Grizzly and Aleve said anything before they left? Like, or oh, gave us anything? I think they gave me all of their gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they gave me... I think yeah. they did give us... They gave me a magic oh, I, wand. I think they actually knew who your father was, didn't what? they? <laughs> they whispered it in all of our ears, except for yours. Yeah, they did. It, just for reference, I don't think it matters at all, just in case you were curious. The room Kyborg claimed was... Formerly a leaves room, the room that uh, Mud claimed was formerly Grizzly's room, the bedroom that Gum Gum and Bart are sharing was formerly Sleek's room, and Ooh. the magic <laughs> slash stage room was formerly Spectral's room. You guys might want to clean up all those stains and. It has a weird smell to it. Well, okay, so we're in the stable. One of the stables, uh, a hem is looking in, and Fred's there playing. Yeah, that was Kyborg's fox. Yes. Any? Right, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Are any of the other stables have anything? They vacant? You see, one of the other stalls has uh, a den with tunnels located beneath an idyllic countryside. I'm assuming that that's going to be Grizzlies. Actually, I created this for Gumbo. Yeah. Of course, Mud. You're more than welcome to alter it however you <gasps> see fit. Oh God. I know who your mount should be. Who well, your Fred's, mount Fred's should in his be? stall. Fred's in the stall. So the, who's in there? They don't have. The other two stalls are empty. <gasps> you guys don't have little <gasps> companions. Who should it be? 
I invite you to house any pets, mounts, familiars here at the stables to keep them safe. Of course, you can take them out anytime you want on missions, but if you'd like to leave them where they're cared for and safe, we have facilities here. Chris, Chris, Chris is very excited about them. What is it? You should create a throne room. Uh huh. For Smarsh. <gasps> that you oh. can, then you can ride Smarsh. Can we ride Smarsh? Uh, what's the status of Smarsh? I need to know. Smarsh is king. You, uh, I mean, you don't know the. La you tell me. What's the last thing you saw with him? I, I, I was riding him, and then Spider Mud <clears throat> got me out of the cave so that Smarsh could battle the other spider, yeah. the, the usurper, King Obi. Yeah. Usurper, because Smarsh is king. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's the last thing you remember. Smarsh one. I just realized I, I, I misspoke a little while ago. I said there were two uh, empty stables. There's actually three empty stables. Uh, okay. There's six total stables. There's one for Fred, one for Gumbo, three that are empty, and another one that appears to be filled with shells of tools and scrap metal and wood. Can I go investigate that shelf of stuff? Uh, yeah. Make a investigation check. Nineteen. <clears throat> there's like an unusual box in there in the middle of this stable okay uh and then all around it are you know various tools that you don't know what they do necessarily uh and scrap pieces of metal and wood all around aha i see you found my latest invention uh yeah well what do you think of it meld and i are quite proud of it yeah, I mean, as, as an inventor, I'm sure you'd love to talk about all your inventions and what they do to, in great detail. So why don't you, you know, uh, delight me with that? <laughs> why don't you delight me? Yeah. It's a, it's a great sentence. <laughs> You're looking at the patented <clears throat> mobile. With a very simple command word, it will unfold and become a versatile vehicle for long distance traveling. Be it land, air, or water, the Ahemmobile will get you where you need to go. Ah, uh, can I have it? Well, it's for <laughs> all of you, the infinites. Uh, well, uh, could you just spell out the word that we need to say? Don't say it out loud, of course. Just spell it out for me. Was it uh, just any word of... <laughs> Gus is walking over to Barbara, <laughs> like we're, Frankenstein's we're, we're monster hands at the out reached with the notepad. I hope that when it transforms, it doesn't actually transform. It just gets a little bit bigger, and it's just always a box. Land, sea, or air, it's just box, and we're all in a box. Doctor <clears throat> retrieves a piece of scrap paper from his shelves, jots something down, and hands it to Bart. <laughs> What's the word, Bart? Oh, I can't say it out loud. <laughs> Simply recite that command word, Bart, and the mobile will transform to whatever you need. However, it does require some form of propulsion. If you're ever in such a need, I would recommend mud casts, wild shape, or conjure animals. That would provide you all with some type of beast that could pull the vehicle along. So, so mud's the engine. <laughs> It's not a very good uh, invention if it requires... It take you anywhere. Somebody, yeah, it's just... You've just created a, a vessel of some kind. Well, the thing you is, is we carriage. don't have anybody on our team that's good enough at wild shape that can fly. So, I mean, th this is the next best oh, thing. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I mean, can mud, mud can no. fly. Can he? No, he can't. Yeah. If you turn into a bird of Pretty some sure sort, I gotta be on higher level I think you. I think you just got it. Did I? Yeah. Did we just Yo. skip over that? Well, then we? I, am, I am out of here. <laughs> As uh, John's looking that up, uh, Dr. Ahem starts touching his pockets like, Oh, dearie me, I almost forgot. And uh, he pulls out a very smooth stone and holds it out. Here, this is for you all as well. <gasps> what does it do? Bart grabs it. Nope. <laughs> what does it do? Dr. Ahem looks at Bart and says, That Bart is called Ascending Stone. 
While you touch the stone, you can send a short message of 25 words or less to me, the bearer of the other stone. And he holds up a, an identical stone. Oh, so oh, it's, it's, like a, it's like a walkie-talkie. No, yeah. Can't try it. It's like it's like Twitter. Let me see that. And I take a <laughs> hammer. No, <laughs> can't try it. Uh, yeah, could we try it? Uh, 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 Dr. Ham says, Sure, if, if you want to, but I must warn you, you can only activate the sending stone once per day. So use it wisely. Well, we're not doing anything else today, right, guys? It's just a little relaxed uh, self-care day here at home. Not planning to go anywhere. Yeah. Looking uh, at DMs for confirmation. Oh, uh, that's up to you guys. <laughs> well, it might be rather unremarkable to use the sending stone at the moment, since we are standing right next to each other. That's okay. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> why, don't, the other room. why don't you run down the hall, Dr. M? <laughs> All right. I take the stone. I go, hi, this is gum gum. And I throw it at the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I whisper into the stone and then I throw it. Roll a d4 for me. Oh, actually, wait, wait, wait. I take it back. Roll a d20. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. I always hate when it's just rolling a straight die. Like when I say that, I don't want you to know what's going on. You crit and kill Dr. Ahem with a stone. Please, no. Seven. Oh, my die. Seven. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you uh, throw the stone at Dr. Ahem in his direction, but uh, you miss rather wildly. I think you're maybe too excited to, like, <laughs> turn and run. So it clearly misses him and skitters to the ground uh, behind him. Uh, Did it work? <laughs> but Dr. Ahem holds up his stone and says, Uh, yes, I received your message, Gum Gum. By the way, you don't need to send the sending stone to me in order for me to hear the message. Wow, it's could, incredible. Could you talk back to us through it? Yes, communication can happen both ways. But only 25 words each back and forth once a day? Correct. I think it's 155 characters. Or what if we get a maximum of 25 words just total, and then once they hit 25... I'm afraid it only opens up its arcane communication channel once a day. Sorry, guys, I tried... Could I, oh. could I go uh, pick up the stone and put it in my possession? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bart, I think you should be the bearer of the stone. Uh, is it in the inventory here? Uh, I believe it should be. Sending stone? Sending uh -huh. stone. So we got the Bart mobile or the whatever infinite car. I think it's the mud carriage. Mud propulsion It's vehicle. the Ahemmobile is what it's called. Yes. That is the official name. Uh, did we get clarification on whether or not uh, Mud can fly? Mud turns into a giant bat and flies off. <laughs> can you carry people? Nope, I'm out of here. Bye, Pick guys. Me up. I can guys. To the bat. Mud just Mud realizes he can fly, and he is no longer touching the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would be able, like Dr. Ham explained, you haven't seen it yet, but uh, Dr. Ham explained that... Uh, you would be able to uh, pull the <laughs> mobile along with you. As long as I'm a big enough animal? Yeah. Now, okay. I mean, obviously a tiny bat wouldn't do it, but... Not giant bat. Turn into a luck dragon so I can go, yeah! <laughs> right on top of you. Never ending story. All right. So, I mean, we all got our... Whatchamacallits? Gear. Uh, we got our gear, we got our rooms, and we got our stables. Uh, some of us don't have mounts. I don't think you could ride your fox anyway. No, I don't I don't think so either. We but I'm glad I that I... We don't have any sort of mount, do we? Yeah. But yeah. you know what that means? We we got to go find some, though. Do we perhaps know the location of the flats of Tabul? Yes, the flats of Tabul are due east of Boulderay, not too far from Pious Pass in Winder Canyon. But might I recommend you visit Everwinter along the way? And when's the next blood moon? Great question. Mm. It's every seven days. Yeah, it's, uh, a se it's a seven days to die reference. 28-day cycle, usually. There's, there's a blood moon in seven days to die. <laughs> I'm not sure when the next blood moon is, Gum Gum. All right, so it looks like we need to go on a trip. To the flats. To the flats. Yeah, and maybe make a pit stop. For snacks. No, 
<laughs> I think we should probably check on. Uh, I mean, you guys are all there. We need to check on uh, that robot body to see if. It's what, what, what was that robot body that was super important to your story? What was their name? Parkalex. There oh, we go. Oh, look at you! You tried to you tried to call him out. He knew it. I'm impressed. I don't know. This might be backtracking, but do we ever figure out why? With the exact motivation of. Uh, What's her name? Audrey? No. Paralyte? Paralyte? A Paralyte? Like, she was trying to save the world or whatever? She was just trying to bring order via, you know, tyrannical control. control. Okay. Well, tyrannical. I mean, that's subjective. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like your opinion. Actually, right. well, no, it's so not. So, Mud's saying is tyrannical. <laughs> that, is, that is where Mud lands on that. Well, speaking of, uh, before we get going to the flats of Tabul, where is Parallax? Do we feel like she's safe like secure? Paral- where is Paralyte? Is she like secure or do we need to worry about her getting out i think we left her at the bar at that last place <laughs> <laughs> we keep leaving enemies places Uh-oh. uh dr ham says not to worry she's under lock and key and being guarded 24 7 at the tower near the infinite hq that's where the emus gateway used to be where are the gloves yeah you take her gloves yes of course those are in our possession as well under lock and key uh, different lock and key. Different lock. Okay, I was gonna make sure. <laughs> Do we want, anyone want to put those gloves on? They seem cool. Uh, we probably can't because they're behind lock and key. Oh, okay. Not well, yet, at least. Is there anything else that we need to do before we go on this trip? I guess say goodbye. I think we should hop you, into the Ahemmobile. Do you want to do that, then? I want to say goodbye to my new room. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> While you do that, I want to go say hi to Fred and maybe feed him some food and give him some scritches. All right. Yeah, this is, I guess, everyone's doing their little, uh, like, montage of different things. Ah, bye, sweet home. Bye, sweet home. Anybody else want to get anything else done? Yeah, Mud refills his uh, little sack that he always has dirt in with... Uh, extra dirt for the trip. Okay. I, I grab a, some coffee to go, and I also get a sweet pump in at my new gym. Nice. Shall we load up to the Ahemmobile? Yeah. I I'm, mean, Ahemmobile. There I'm, you go. I'm very curious what the word is that makes this thing turn into a box how, for you guys to sit in for me to carry you around. How are you guys going to travel there, by the way? Are you going to go by yeah. land, by sea, by air? What What, what well, do you think is the best way to get there? Sea. No, no. I would air. think air. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, we should take advantage of the, the fact that I can fly now. How big of a, a flying animal can you turn I into? I can turn into a giant bat. Like, you can also turn into a giant owl as well. <gasps> is, that got, is that got a bigger carrying load? Someone in I'm here just, is I'm possessed it out. by an owl. Yeah, I have yeah. an owl down. Okay, yeah, yeah, I just didn't know which had, which had a carrying load. Yeah, no, I just wasn't, I wanted to make sure you had it on your list, that's all. Yeah. Um, I can also conjure animals to yep. then also accompany me. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so y'all are going to travel by air using the ham mobile out to the flats of Tabul. Are you going to be uh, a giant bat, John? Is I that, be is a that bat. what you decided? Okay. May I make a request? Uh, no. Okay. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I we, just always wanted to say that. When we board the, the ham mobile and it turns into a plane and all that stuff, I want Mud to give like the pilot speech, like, welcome to Air Mud. I'm your pilot today. Oh, and could we put like the voice filter on it too to make it sound like a pilot coming yeah. over an intercom? Go ahead. Yeah, well, once Bart activates the ham mobile and mm-hmm. uh, Mud becomes uh, the bat, then yeah, we, we will hear Mud <laughs> give his, uh, his his speech. We're waiting have, with dated I have so breath. much power here to like just never say the word. All right, is everyone on? Everyone ready? Well, they're not on because it's not. Oh. It's still. It's just a box. It's a box. <clears throat> no, he's not here. <laughs> what? Dr. Ahem. Dr. Ahem says, yes. Oh. <laughs> yes? <laughs> Calabunga! Oh. Uh, yeah, the box like seemingly has like a small explosion and like deploys itself into uh, the shape of a flying machine. 
it's uh, in the stables there, in the middle between all of you. To be, to be completely clear, it is, in fact, not a flying machine because it actually can't fly. It's a glider. <laughs> it's a glider, yeah. It's a glider, yeah. <laughs> that being said, I feel like, like, like peasants out, you know, doing, like, f- work for their king are going to look up in the sky and be like, ah! like, like wherever we fly, people are going to be running and scared. Terrified. Do we get to pick how it looks? Do you want to pick how it looks? In my head, flames of, on the side. because of the fact that it is a flying machine that has no propulsion, then it is essentially just a hot air balloon basket is what it is. <laughs> what, yeah. what I was picturing was like those Leonardo da Vinci drawings of uh, what he envisioned a flying machine to be with like those so, kind so of pseudo organic looking wings. Death machine is what it is. Yeah. But if we can make it look like a dragon. But I mean, it's up to you guys. You, you tell cool. me what y'all want it to look like. I want it to look like a dragon. Uh, so yeah, counter that's fine. Those. Okay, it's gonna look like a dragon. Remember those people you said are gonna be terrified? Yeah. They're gonna be even more terrified. Cool. No one will try and kill us. I'll just shoot bursting arrows down to make him think it's like flame balls or something. Gum already eating his mid-flight snack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I got hungry. (laughs) They passed out pretzels and peanuts. All right, go ahead and give the pilot speech. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Hello, and welcome to Mud Air. Um, (laughs) Sounds silly to say now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You can go for Air Mud. (laughs) Air Mud. Uh, uh, (laughs) The rules don't say a bat can't pull up. (laughs) 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 Uh, Today, we'll be flying, uh, taking a direct flight to uh, the flats of Tabool. um, it looks to be a pretty uh, uh, smooth flight. No, no uh, turbulence ahead of us. Um, is uh, currently the current uh, temperature outside is who the hell knows what? Because um, I don't know if we have a way of knowing that. Um, Let's do it in Kelvin, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then no one will know. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're asking that everybody turn off all of their devices and sending stones for the uh, ascent. Um, <laughs> And please uh, secure yourself to whatever the hell you can. I don't know how this dragon is going to hold on to you. And uh, I'm looking forward to a wonderful flight. So once again, thank you for flying mode air. I have a question for the pilot. Uh, uh, hit the button. I don't think, yeah, yeah, there's normally not a Q&A <laughs> like an portion. Uh, how, many, how many hours of flight do you have? I, I don't know. <laughs> No, that would not, I think what he's asking is how long can you stay transformed uh, No, I was actually an asking how many yeah. hours of flight he has, like, oh, flight hours. Yeah, he's highly oh, this inexperienced. Is, this, this. <laughs> I'm happy to report this is my first flight. Um, <laughs> I've literally never done this before. And the first time I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with about a collective 500 pounds underneath me. Probably more because I'm heavy. Yeah. Ham, have you invented a pair of shoots? <laughs> What's a pair of shoots? I can assure you, in the event of of a accident, um, I'll be fine. I'll keep flying and just drop you guys. I am really happy I have my vest of slow descent right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have your immovable rod. Immovable. Well, but I could, that just, tel- right, just but you teleport, teleport me safely. No. Yeah, once you get within 30 feet of the ground, just teleport yourself to the ground. Yeah. My momentum would still be the same. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. That's t- right? Teleport yourself upside wait, wait, down. According to Nightcrawler rules, momentum retains when you teleport. Yeah. Can I borrow your immovable rod? Right, yeah, so I would still have momentum, so right? Teleport yourself coming up from the ground. Right. You know what? Yes, because I'm actually here for the party. I want to give Kyborg my immovable rod okay. to, to borrow. For uh, that, I would just drop it. I'd just like activate it over and over, and I'd slowly I, I don't descend. It has to attach, it has to, to, attach to something, yeah. No. It doesn't attach to the air. Can yeah, attach the, the immovable air? rod just stops in air. I think it does just stop in air. Uh, by the way, before I look it up, uh, while shape, you'll be able to stay as a beast for four hours. 
Okay. Four hour flight, huh? Yeah. So if it goes over four hours, I'll have to turn back into me and then quickly turn back into a bat again. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's a climb. Some slight turbulence. I know on flights they say to oh, yeah. put your oxygen mask on before helping others, but we should probably put it on gum gum first. <laughs> so the immovable rod specifically says that the rod doesn't move even if it is defying gravity. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes magically it's, fixed in place. So it does I, not have to attach to yeah, anything. I've always yeah. imagined it like the, uh, the, the stuff that they've created through like, like with physics where they've been able to freeze something in its quantum state. Yeah. That's what I think of the movable rod as it Man, frees itself in the quantum state. This, cool. this rod is incredibly powerful. It has so <laughs> many practical applications. <laughs> and it, we used... could have used it so many times. Wow. I, I think I've used it twice. Once. <laughs> Pretty sure there might be another time I've used it. I that, used my <laughs> This is the that will never be over. <laughs> so many, uh, Anyway, that's cool. If, it, if things go bad, we could just freeze in place. This is like if you're reading a comic, it's like, find out what they're talking about back in issue nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The little blur. The origin the of the immovable rod. Please return to page six. All right. Let's get this going and a turn into a giant bat. Okay. Everyone's uh, in. They got their seatbelt securely fastened and uh, you're ready for takeoff. Or takeoff. Take ready, off. For, ready, for, <laughs> ready for takeoff. It's a pretty far ride to get where you need to go, but you know, you're flying. It's a straight shot for you. Uh, you got four hours of flying time. You'll be able to get there. However, you know, traveling such a long distance can be kind of scary. Let's be honest. Mud, why don't you roll me a d6? Oh, no. This is going to be whatever attacks us, huh? That's a one. Well, could be good. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a little bumpy. You know, it's your first time in the mobile. It's your first time uh, flying. Like you said, if you're a first time pilot. Uh, you're not quite sure at first, and it seems a little scary, you know, getting off the ground and the the wind is operating in a way you're not used to because you're not firmly planted on the ground. But you actually take off just fine. So the way it works, is it like, are we dropping from a height or is, we like, is he like running and then transform? I imagine it's like uh, whenever they had those banners that they fly by the beach where he flies and then he comes back around and then he like grabs onto us while he's flying. Well, no, he can take off from the ground. With us in tow? Yeah. All right. But yeah, you're able to take off and uh, climb up into the air with no issue at all. It's an amazing feeling to be free of the ground. Yeah. You've never seen uh, the world from this perspective. I get up really high and then I do a little fake drop for them. Like just kind of let them, just a little bit to make their stomachs go up into their throats. Ooh. Wee. <laughs> constitution saving throw. Yeah, constitution yeah saving sure, why not? Everyone make a constitution oh, saving throw. Are, are there windows? It's open air. I, like, I feel oh. like it's a dragon, like shit. 17, by the way. You're just, you're in the top of it, just filling in the top of 17 it. 17 for Bart, 22 for Kyborg. Can Bart be the little like flight attendant with like a little apron pushing down a drink cart and everything like that? <laughs> sure, if you want. Uh, 17. Yeah, you all, uh, you feel your stomachs kind of drop, but you all feel okay. No one loses their lunch. I could get, get you a soda, hot tea, coffee. I'll take a pack of these nuts. <laughs> so I'm sorry, we're all out of these nuts. We have ease nuts here. <laughs> okay, I'll take them. After traveling for uh, a couple of hours to the west, Kyborg, the land begins to look familiar to you. The the lands of Everwinter, the lands of your home. So it's, it's time to come in and put this baby down and make a little landing. Mud, roll me another yeah, D6. I knew, I knew you yep. were going to make the man who has a podcast about aeronautical accidents. Takeoff and landing are the most dangerous times of flight. So roll me a D6, Mud. Go just to the black box down. Yeah, go. What's more dangerous, takeoff or landing? Landing. Really? Yeah. Someone said takeoff is more dangerous because landing, you're like, you're coming in for like, essentially, you're just lowering yourself versus takeoff. You have to have like the right. Well, 
takeoff, you just need, as long as your engines are working thrust, you're getting away from the ground. If you think about landing, it's a controlled crash every time. Oh, I imagine gosh. it's you're also, you're, you're, you're going 150 to 200 miles an hour at the ground. Yeah, that's true. And there's, there's true. gotta be way more landing accidents. I believe so. Off, off the top of my head, I believe so. Yeah. What am I rolling? You a can D6. find out all the details on this. You just search for Black Box Down wherever you listen to podcasts. I need a Black Box Down episode uh, about this. Sorry, well, guys, I only listened to... Five. I guess we're going to crash. <laughs> five. I only listened five. to 30 Morbius minutes. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever that show is. Uh, as you're coming into land, you experience a massive gust of wind blowing against you. It's almost like a wind shear. And you feel like the, it's blowing you off course, speaking of the danger of landings. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're uh, you're struggling to hold on to the ahem mobile. Uh, make a strength saving throw for me, Mud, to make sure you're able to hold on to the ahem mobile okay. Strong. Do it. 17. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you hold on pretty securely. It's your first time landing, but even with the gust of wind, you managed to hold on and safely land everyone I, on the ground. I'm one of those annoying morons on like a Spirit Airlines that just landed in Vegas, and I start clapping as soon as we start landing. And then I get up immediately to get my overhead back. <laughs> Barbara's triggered. Uh, could, could I cast... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could I command <laughs> Kybor to sit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those flight attendants that doesn't take anyone's uh, BS, and yeah. I just go, sit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, you all are on the ground. So just to establish it, like wherever winter is, it's uh, located in the same general realm, kind of where Urbloom is. They're not like right next to each other or mm -hmm. anything, but it's in like that same part of the world. So you arrive at the edge of the Everwinter Woods at the border of Kyborg's former village, or at least what's left of it. Uh, time has not been kind to the once sprightly elven town filled with laughing children and the rushing waterfall. Now all that remains is the frozen riverbed, the hushed winds of the past whistling through the smoldering ruins of thatched homes, and a solitary statue standing in the center of town of Crystalena. Uh, her face is still marred with a blackened X. Uh, I want to go pay tribute to the statue of my mother. What, what are you going to do? Uh, I want to put an arrow at her feet. Okay. You shoot an arrow at her? <laughs> no, you idiot. <laughs> I want to put an arrow from my... Uh, an arrow. I want to put an arrow at her feet. That's nice. God, I'm trying to have an emotional moment with my fictional mom, and you're over here cracking wise. He's trying to fix your grammar. Yeah. Can we also, like, visit my family's home? Uh, yeah. Is that um, a good place to go look? Yeah, uh, you kneel. I see me kneel. Leave an arrow at the foot of the statue of Crystalena and uh, begin making your way back to your childhood home. Oh, Which, I, oddly I, enough, everyone knows where it is. <laughs> Y'all yeah, were hey, there. Hey, I hey. see that happen, and I go, Kyber, you, you left an arrow! <laughs> you left an arrow over there! Can I, um, I'd like to turn back into mud. Okay. And I'd like to cast Mending on the statue. Aww. What does that do? Spell repairs a single break or tear an object you touch, such as broken chain link, two halves, broken key, a torn lo uh, cloak, or a leaking wineskin. Hoping to see if it might it might remove that black mark off her face. I don't know. I'm stretching. Sure. I'm stretching the definition of this spell. Yeah, that's kind of what I was asking. Like, what your goal with the the spell was? Uh, yeah, it spruces the statue up a bit, and it does remove the black X off of the the face of the statue. And uh, you get an inspiration, Doc. Mud. Kyborg gives a uh, a friendly pat on Mud's back, and he really appreciates the gesture. That that's very kind of him. What kind of flowers did your mom like? Uh, that, oh, that's very Aww. nice of you to ask, Gum Gum. Uh, because of her red hair, I'm gonna say. Let's go with roses. Okay, here's the rose. <laughs> and I make a rose grow. I, I put it on her at her feet next to the arrow that Gum Gum put back <laughs> because because I gave him a stern look. <laughs> he puts the arrow down and then places the immovable rod over it. Yeah. <laughs> and after that kind of moment, unless Bart wants to do anything. Um, he blows a kiss. <laughs> 
<laughs> for my dead mother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bart gives a little a little airborne kiss to the statue of Crystalletta. Everyone shows their love, and you're there your own unique way. Thank you, Bart. I rolled a 17 on performance. Nice. <laughs> you make out with the statue of my dead mom. Yo, your mom was hot. <laughs> all, right, all right, we're moving on, folks. Yeah, you all head back over to Kyborg Childhood Home. And, you know, like most of the rest of the town, it's very dilapidated. You know, it seems like it's mostly just the foundation and like a collapsed thatched roof over the center of the house. There's nothing like the second floor is gone. And No, the second floor is, is totally gone. Uh, make a perception check for me, Kyborg. Yikes. That's a 10. Yeah, you know, you're kind of digging around a little bit and you find the skeleton of a displacer beast uh, in the kitchen. A displacer Ooh. beast? Have we met one of those before? What is that? You met one in the dreamery. It was the beast that was being prepared for dinner at Kydelius' oh. home. Oh, wow. Yeah, this really did uh, kind of freeze in time. Uh, can we visit the battlefield where my parents fell? Sure, yeah. Which uh, is literally in front of the house. Yeah, you all uh, head off. Uh, remember, it was kind of close to a tree line. They were uh, coming out of the trees. Uh, you head in that direction, and, you know, it seems like a serene, calm clearing uh, with, you know, snow in the area. Is there any, like, based off of the very fresh memory, uh, is there any way I can, like, visit the area where my mother and father fell? Yeah. See, I mean, you, around there? Yeah, like you said, the memory is very fresh since you just relived it. You know, you find the area where they both fell, and you find a small patch of wildflowers growing uh, on each location. Oh, that's really sad. Okay. Um, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm done with this b- b- bummer trip. Do we want to start heading to the flats, or do you think there's anything else around here that we can look at? Is there any value in us going and finding your iron golem, the remains of it? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Is there we- anything else in the house that we want to take yeah. a look at? I was hoping to run in- into my mom's bow, but I'm assuming that it got destroyed in a quad explosion. Did your parents have any secret things? Can we can we look in the, the parents' room? Yeah, because uh, let's call it an investigation check. Bart. Mud oh. follows and also does a check. All right. uh, 18 for Bart. Negative one for a gun gun. <laughs> Seven. Twelve. Bart, in poking around, you find uh, a scroll. Uh, it seems to be pretty charred uh, under some of the ash and the, the timber. Could I open it up? Yeah. And that's in the parents' feet. room. Uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. It's all kind of collapsed. Okay. Uh, but based on what you remember, uh, you would think that this would be it. Okay. It's got the recipe for... Kyberg's mom's famous cornbread. What languages do you speak, Bart? I speak common goblin halfling. Uh, you do not understand the scroll. Could I at least see what language it's in? You, you believe it's written in Elven. I can read Elvish. I can read Elvish. <laughs> like, I'm going to um, read it. <laughs> I'm going to give the scroll to Kyberg. <laughs> it is his parents, after all. That's true. If I ever find something from your parents, Gum Gum, I'll give it to you. They do. <laughs> Find something like their whereabouts or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Identity. It's a it's okay. a contract, Kyborg. Oh, it's an agreement between uh, the Borgians and uh, Crystalena. Okay. It's an agreement to guard a map to uh, an ancient artifact and the source. Does the contract also say no matter what, don't take the limbs off of the Borgians at any time and leave them as whole? If you <laughs> if you bury them with only part of no their matter bodies, what. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I let the rest of the group know what what it is. I read it out to them. Bor- Borgians and and who? Crystalena, uh, Kyborg's mother. Gotcha. So there is a map that was really important, mm-hmm. but it was so important that Qu- Quadrant wanted it destroyed because they don't want us to find what's on the map. But the Borgians and your mom thought it was important to keep. Assuming so, because it's probably something to do with whatever can destroy Quadrant, or maybe it's... Is, no, I think he wanted it, didn't he? Is the no, map he, not the he, map that said Flas of Tabool? Yeah, it's, but he burned it. After he read it. 
Yeah, he, yeah, so oh, he has yeah. the information. He oh, got okay. what he needed. I thought he was, I, I don't remember that. I thought he was hiding that information. So he has information and doesn't want anybody else to get it. So it's burnt, except that we know Flats of Tabool. Right. Yeah, and, and that it's the protecting the source. Yes. Which we know is part of me. It's what in that iron golem. The Borgian. It, it's what makes Optimus Prime be able to turn into the See, car. Your role was pretty decent on your investigation but so i'll say you found uh you found something as well you found uh, uh an old box i found the box Ooh. what's in it you open it up and you see it's some frayed pieces of twine that appear to be falling apart and uh some uh very roughly cut branches it looks like it's uh parts for a bow Ooh, yeah that was my old bow that we encountered in the wasn't there also a dead bird in it <laughs> <laughs> Is there a dead bird in there? Well, oh, 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 okay. So in the flashback, in the dreamery, I think Gum Gum picked it up and threw it away. Yeah, but that But would... of course, that wasn't reality. <laughs> that was the dreamery. Some serial killer behavior. Why did you guys do that to me? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some bones in here in the box as well. I'd, can I cast mending again to see if I can... Not the bird. The bird's done. Uh, that's not how mending works either. Um, could I fix the bow? I can fix something up to about, it's basically a one by one foot cube of if I can fix breaks, tears. It's a cantrip, yeah. so I can cast it a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah. Mending, mending, mending. Yeah, uh, it reshapes uh, a very crudely made bow, and it seems to like string it back together. And yeah, you have a small bow. I give it to Caper. <gasps> nope, I give it to Gum Gum. Gumbo. No. I give it to Gumbo. I give it to Gumbo. Gumbo. I <laughs> Oh, wait, gumbo. I think he said gum gum. <laughs> I thought so, too. I was like, I promise not to shoot any birds. All right. He's so excited about it. I do give it to gumbo. Can I give your, your little bow to gumbo? Yeah, no, I did. I mean, yeah. All it's... right. This is for you, gumbo. Or gum gum. God, you I've got to name my yeah. Who are you giving it to? I have to name my pet something different. I think gum um, gum. All right. I give, Just call him Bo. I give, I give my, the, the bow and arrow to, to gum gum. Uh, make a dexterity check, gum gum. Are you going to break it immediately? He's going to break it. He's going to break oh. my childhood bow. That's 10. It seems like when Mud hands you the bow, it almost like has uh, a life of itself. <laughs> wow. And it uh, it like spins a bit in your hand and it seems like it's pulling. What? Oh, pulling? Yeah. Like what direction? North. Where am I in relation to Gum Gum? Uh, you're off to his left. But not not, not to the north. Yeah. It's it's, point, it's, po it's not pointing at you, Kyborg, but it's, it seems like it's pointing in a direction. Is it just pointing out into like the woods? Yes. As far as you can tell. We should probably follow that bow. This bow really wants to go north or that way. And also, thank you for the bow, but I don't know how, I don't really know how to shoot a bow. Here you go, Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you, you could take this as an opportunity to spend some time with Kyber. He could teach you. Oh, yeah. I, I have an old bow that I could help uh, Gum Gum learn. So does Gum Gum. He has a, a brand new mended bow. <laughs> brand new, yeah. Well, he, he just gave it to, to Kyber. Well, I, let's, for now, I mean, once we get back to the castle, the headquarters, you can, you can go nuts with it. But for now, because it is some sort of magical thing, we should probably figure out what to where it's so going. who's holding it i i will take it from gum gum with the promise of giving it back at some point if it survives and then uh yeah i think we should follow it can Let's i do go. real quick before we go can i pull out my boomba wand and do magic awareness yes hmm, how does that work you just like uh, open up your action you open up your awareness the presence of concentrated magic until the end of your next turn you know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover when you sense the spell you learn which school magic belongs to yeah, you open up your senses and there's trace bits of magic seemingly everywhere around you. In the house, in the yard, leading off to the forest. Not necessarily strong magic anywhere, 
but traces uh, left all around. And of course, you know, I, I'm sure what you're getting at. Yeah, there is some on the, the bow as well. What school? Uh, lots of enchantment, some divination. It's just all over. I don't know why, but I always picture this as like you holding a blacklight over like a hotel room <laughs> and seeing like all the fluids that have been spilled everywhere. It's tech magic. This place is magical. It might be that my mom's spirit is guiding us or something like that. Barrett. I don't know. Or it's protected magic land. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, well, I think we should follow the bow. Yeah. Okay. And I assume since you're holding the bow, you're leading the way, Kyborg. Yes. For my own knowledge, I assume typically Gum Gum would be behind you, then Mud, then Bart. Is that normally like a marching order? Or for this time specifically? I'm, tired. I'm fine with that. I think because the snow is just so thick that Bart should be riding on Gum Gum's shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Bart leaps up. Hey. The sun fades across the land and snowflakes begin to blanket the trees and grass. You make your way through the woodlands and eventually you come upon a fallen tree bridging a gorge with a frozen river below. Uh, it appears the fallen tree is nearly cracked in half and is bowing at the center. Oh, so we need to use this to cross the river, or is this the tree that I recognize from my memory? This is not the tree from your memory. This is uh, just like crossing a, a frozen river below. And the bow is telling me to go cross it, across to it. cross it. And you said the tree is bending over the river? Yeah, it looks like it's been here a long time, and uh, it's not in great shape. Oh, so probably if we climb it, it'll break in half. Possibly. Unless it was mended. Hint, 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 hint. We got we to cross this way because the, the bow's telling me to go this way. So do we, does anyone have any magical stuff that can help us cross this or should we just we literally it? have a boat? I also have something that only helps myself. We have a boat. Well, uh, the, the, the river below is frozen. Oh. oh. Why, don't, why don't you shoot an arrow across with a rope tied in and we hold on to that and cross the thing? That's a great idea. Could we, could we tell how frozen the river is? Like, could I throw a rock on it and see if it cracks? Yeah, but we can only use it once a day. No, just a, just a random rock. Oh, any rock, okay. <laughs> make, it, make an investigation check. However, I want you to do it at disadvantage because it's starting to get dark and the snow falls, making it difficult to see. All right, well, I assume I won't know because one is an eight and one is a 22. Yeah, you drop the rock and uh, you think you hear it skitter on the ice. Okay, so it's probably okay. Probably it's my, thick. Yeah, or if we want to be really curious, I don't mean to be insensitive, but... If mud was able to turn into a flying creature and just cart us across one at a time, possibly an option that won't kill us. Mud wants to save that spell. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, all right. Well, I, I, heck it. I'm going to lead and I'm just going to be walking very carefully. You're going to like very gingerly walk across the fallen log? I think I'm going to walk next to the log, but use it as a... Uh, well, just so you know, the river is like far below. You wouldn't be able to walk across the frozen river. Oh. Like, this is a gorge that the tree has fallen oh. across. Copy that. Okay. That, yeah, that's why I was saying, uh, sorry, that's why I was saying you have disadvantage because it's kind of far. Gotcha. I uh, thought it was just see. like yeah, a river a, no, no, that no, had no. like a tree. This is like, there's a river at the bottom of the gorge. Gotcha. And you all are trying to cross the gorge on the tree. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with my baby bow in one hand and uh, Mud's immovable rod, which he can take back at any time, in the other, I'm going to start walking across. And in the event that I fall, I want to activate the immovable rod to catch myself. Okay. Make me a dexterity check to see how gingerly you can walk across on this. Okay. Here we go. 16. 16. Yeah, you're able to very carefully walk across the log. And you're, you're doing a good job of, like, balancing yourself, not slipping to the side. Then right as you get over the center of the gorge, the log snaps in half. I knew it. And falls into the gorge below. Can I activate immovable rod to catch myself? Make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> it's crit fail. 
got a one. <laughs> you fall and you hit the frozen river below. Wait, how far down is it? You, you all were not sure. You told me kind of the outcome, I think. I don't know if we really resolved this, but is it too late to use Lucky? Sure, you can you can use Lucky. Okay. Normally, I would say no, but yeah, go for it. In this time, I got, <laughs> wouldn't she guess it, another one. <laughs> wow. And then You I'm have gonna, a plus five. And then I'm going to roll. You are designed to fall and hurt yourself. I'm going to roll my, I'm going to use the Lucky again. <laughs> I'm going to roll that again. And this time, I got a 22. Okay, much better. <laughs> the log snaps, uh, but... Through sheer luck, you are able to activate your immovable rod wow. quickly uh, to keep you suspended, uh, seemingly defying gravity in midair over the center of the gorge. Nailed it! You want to sing it? You want to sing a song about it? I'm just dangling. Defying gravity. I'm just, I'm just kind of dangling there. Uh, hey, Kaiberg, you okay? <laughs> Help! <laughs> Help! How, how, how far away is he? He's over the center of the gorge. We'll say he's about... How uh, far is that? Yeah, let's say 20. So he's 20 and then it's another 20. It's 20 feet out in the middle. Then make a perception check with disadvantage, Gum Gum. <laughs> four. I yeah, you, six and a four. <laughs> you can't really tell how far down it is because it's, you know, it's it's shaded. The sun's going down. You think it's maybe 70 feet down? Oh, oh 70 feet down. And then I was asking how far, like, across. 20 he, feet. Yeah, well, he's 20 feet. He's 20 feet. He's about halfway across. Okay, 20. Okay. It was only like three feet drop. So Kyborg <laughs> is suspended midair. Yes. Um, halfway across this cavern. Getting real hard to hold on. Make a strength check, Kyborg. Oh, good oh, lord. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you sure you don't want to save him? <laughs> I guess we could do this. Twenty. I, I could. Okay. No, sorry, I could 19. save him. Yeah, you're able. You're uh, you're able to to continue holding off. I could save him if you wouldn't mind. You know, <laughs> no, I'm just we can, we can, I feel like we can figure out a way. I could pull myself up on top of the rod and then just sit on it like it's a broom handle and you know? shoot narrow and with then, a rope. I could do that, but then either way, I'm still going to be swinging, and that's going to be a pretty drastic swing. Then I'll be uh hitting the side of a Dude, I could jump gorge. across this. It's only, only 40 feet. I could probably jump. Or we could just... Howard. But he's have, trying wait. to save his spells. I know. I know. Doesn't, doesn't someone have like a, a thing of jump? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I think I could jump across. Could I actually try this? Really cold, but your palms are getting sweaty, Kyborg. Uh, can I, I cast speak? Thorn Whip? How okay. far is he away? About 20 feet away. I can cast Thorn Whip. He said that like eight <laughs> times. <laughs> I'll say it eight more. You can't stop me. Away. My, my brain was thinking of the, the how far he was falling. I knew that was 70 feet, but I couldn't remember how far. I cast Thorn Whip and uh, try to pull him back. I feel like this is going to hurt really bad. Probably. <laughs> you create a long vine-like whip covered in thorns. Lashes out. Okay, so make a melee spell attack against the target. Wait, what if it doesn't pass my AC and I... You, <laughs> you can elect to not move. Oh, I don't think I'm going anywhere. <laughs> 19. 19. Oh, yeah, that hits. So then if the attack hits, the creature takes 1d6 piercing damage. So go ahead and roll the damage. She's saving her life. It's actually 2d6. 2d6. <laughs> Did you do it? That's five. Five points of damage. Ow! And you pull Kyborg uh, 10 feet closer to you. Wait, did you? You'd have to unactivate the movable rod. I, I can unactivate it, I think. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm only getting pulled 10 feet closer, so I'm still. But you're, you're, you got a rope now. And you're only, then, so if you got pulled 10 feet closer, that means you're only 10 feet down as no. you swing. All right, so then I'll swing then. Okay, yeah. He pulls you 10 feet closer. I deactivate a movable rod, you, but I still have it in my hand. Okay, you, you have the rod in your hand, and uh, he pulls you, and you swing, and you slam against the side of the gorge. Yeah, that was going to happen. Fun. Taking uh -huh. two points of damage okay, uh, from slamming into the side of the right. gorge. So that he doesn't have to grab up the vine whip anymore, because I worry he'd just get more damage holding onto this thorny thing. I pull him up. 
And I, I okay. help pull as well. Thank okay. you. And whenever Kyborg puts his hand out, you do that gladiator. I, no, I grab the immovable, immovable rod. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, no, I grab his hand. I grab his hand. Chris and I act, acted out the, 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 the gladiator thing, and he, he swiped from my hand. All right, so uh, Kyborg's back. You all are on uh, the same side of the gorge, all of you standing there again. I, I, say, I say, hey, guys, uh, that log uh, wasn't structurally sound. <laughs> You're welcome. How how much would it screw you guys over if I went across? No. I mean, how do you want to get across? Could I cast Dimension Door? Ooh. I mean, you, if you want to save your spell slots, I could just jump across with a rope. And then we just kind of army crawl across? Yes, you can absolutely cast Dimension Door if you want to. Could, I mean, it's one of my fourth level slots, so maybe oh. you should save it. Ooh. It's 70 feet across, Gum Gum. Yeah, 70. No, no, no. no, no. 40, 40, 40, 40, 40 feet across. across. 40 feet across, okay. My jump. You guys can keep two units of measurement in your mind. It's 20 feet across and 10 (laughs) feet down. Yeah, and and I got my jump triples my jump, which would be 60 feet. All right, you want to try that? Yeah, Yeah, sure. And then it takes a And you have a rope. Should we hold on to one side as you jump? We should tie it somewhere. Yeah, let's I'll I'll fasten it to a tree if you want me to do a sled hand. There's a yeah, there's a, a decaying trunk on this side, presumably from which the log fell from. It's decaying. Can we find something a little bit more sturdy? Oh, than yeah, that? there's also trees that are still alive. If All you right. wanted to. Tie it to an alive tree. <laughs> I attach it to one of those guys. You do a sleight of hand for the knot. Yeah, make me a sleight of hand to, to tie it. 11. Do we trust that? I'm going to take it again. It's not, <laughs> it's not a good day of rolls for you. It's, it sure isn't. Listen, I'm all shaken up from seeing dead family members. 23. Okay. And almost being one yourself. Yeah, and yes. uh, you're going to jump across Gum Gum? Yeah. So I'll take one into the rope. I smack Gum Gum's butt. Okay. Air Gum Gum. Bye bye. And I run and jump. Make uh, an athletics check just for fun. Okay. And you can add D4. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I'm going to, um, I have a, a, a my own burp bump uh, bolster, bolstering magic. <laughs> I have my own bump. Gum uh, Gum keeps bumps with him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just when he needs a little extra speed. My, my bolstering magic. I'll have that too for 10 minutes. I can get a D3. And so I'm going to do athletics check. 19. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's you're good. able to, to jump. Uh, easily across the gorge, and you land safely on the other side with the rope. Can I look around and see if there's any other healthy trees or anything like that I could attach to? Yeah, make a perception check at disadvantage, because, again, it's uh, kind of dark. Well, I have night vision. Make disadvantage. Oh. Night vision. <laughs> dark vision, yeah. Zero. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter in the end anyway. <laughs> he rolled a one, and he's got a negative one as perception. <laughs> uh, Gum Gum, it's pitch black on this side of the gorge. You can't see anything. Like magically pitch black? You think so? Well, then, can I light a torch? Yeah, you uh, light a torch, but it's still pitch black. Uh, guys, it's magically black. Okay, oh, do. I guess, w- would my magic awareness work if it's in that context where it's pitch black? Yeah, I believe so because it's not like anything you visually see. It's like you open your your sense of magic. Can I do that? Yeah, you open up your senses to feel the magic around you, and you don't feel anything. I should have taken the immovable rod with me. Uh, then you realize uh, uh, when you jumped, your hat fell and it's covering your eyes. Oh, no. Oh, my no. God. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, rolled, you rolled a zero on the perception. Something oh. had to have gone wrong. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, magic hat that makes everything black and dark. You can see now. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a tree you can, you can tie uh, the rope to. Um, I'm going to tie the rope to a tree and then hold on to the other end. Use my weight and strength to brace it. Okay, way to go. Is it now just tied onto two trees, though? 
Yeah, like, just oh. you know. Yeah, but it's like two bow ties though. <laughs> <Yeah. it's> gum, <laughs> gum. <laughs> All right, how is everyone else going to get across now? I will like to go first, and I can do that thing where it's it's my hands, but it's also my legs are wrapped around, and I'm, oh, I'm yeah, pulling. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the commando climb or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just say make a let's call it an athletics check. Oh god, twenty five. Oh yeah, easily you uh, pull yourself over with super speed, and you're on the other side with uh, gum gum. Thank you, cord. Uh, Mud and Bart. Go ahead, Bart. I'll try skittering across the rope as well, the same way Kyborg did. Okay. Ooh, it's a nine. Yeah, you get like uh, halfway through and make the mistake of looking down, and uh, you be- you become pretty scared, and you freeze in place. The number of spells that have been used for this one gorge for us to get across, I think, rivals how many spells we used against Paralyte. You would think that this was a door, the way this is super challenging. Bart, uh, uh, Bart what's going on? Don't be scared. <laughs> Gum Gum, sing me a song. Make me feel better. Oh, Bart is my best friend, and we're together till the end. I won't let you down, so you don't go down. <laughs> Make another athletics Please. check, Bart. Okay. <laughs> she falls to her uh, I'm lucky I could do it again. Okay, that was a one. Uh, this I'm is gotta be. Though. This episode has to have the most ones yes. we okay. have rolled. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. The the song calms your heart, and you're able to uh, <sighs> regain your confidence and uh, quickly uh, scamper across the rope. It's and then I run and give him a hug. You saved me, Gum Gum. No. You, you and you alone. You saved me too. Oh. Who saved who? Uh, Mud. <laughs> How are you getting across? <laughs> I'm scared to just use this rope. What? Just use the rope. We've all done it. I know. You can know. always just transform into some sort of pixie or something. <laughs> I could. Uh, I, I could. I could turn it. I'm going to try it. Um, could, could I cast Bardic Inspiration on Mud? A creature within 60 feet, it says. Uh, Yeah. Gives me a plus what does? Uh, D8. D8. So powerful. powerful. Does it mean you have to say or sing something to him to inspire him? Any creature that can hear you. We're so you just you shout some words of encouragement yeah. at him. All right, well, let's hear him. Don't be a sissy. <laughs> hey, Mud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we miss you, buddy. Oh. C- get up, get your butt across here. <laughs> right. Mud uh, goes to grab the rope and is definitely ready to think of any animal he needs to in order to not fall <laughs> should that become necessary. All it right. is well, mi- turning into an animal, turning into an owl okay. is, is his, is like, Second nature to him. Okay, so go ahead and make an athletics check to see if you're able to cross this rope successfully. I'm going to roll my one. (laughs) It's false. That's a 15 plus a D8. That's 16. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you're able to get across no problem as well. So you all arrive safely on the other side of the river gorge, but now the wintry woods are darkened by a starless night sky with thick clouds. Has anyone got their hat on their head? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's hat. If anyone's wearing a hat, it is on their head, but not covering their eyes. Uh, you make your way further into the labyrinth of conifers, one after another, looking all the same until something catches your eye. There's an unusual tree near a knoll. It fallen? Make a perception check for me. Okay. 23. You remember this. You just saw this tree. This was the tree you were sitting in during your recent memory. Wow. Oh. Before you heard the, the sound. Guys, smile Keebler elf tree. Wow. I bet there's cookies still in here. Why would your bow be pointing us towards this tree? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, I, I want to go into the, the hole. Uh, yeah, uh, you get in there, and the clouds are beginning to shift overhead, and slivers of moonbeam occasionally cascade through the trees. Uh, they don't seem to be white. What color are they? No, they're not red, are they? They're red. Uh, as you're looking around at this unusual knoll, light begins to pour onto the hill, and your vision becomes clearer, but everything seems to be turning red. Yep. 
Your feet shift beneath you and you almost fall over. The ground vibrates louder and louder. Thump thump. Thump thump. Just beyond the knoll, a massive monolith emerges from the ground covered in pulsing veins. Thump thump. A peculiar warmth falls over you like a cozy blanket. Your weary muscles and bones feel a soothing relief. Your eyes adjust to the redness all around you and you notice there are two small cavities side by side in the center of the pulsing monolith. Like openings? Little cavities, yeah. Arm-sized cavities? Like, how big are they? It seems like they're shaped like hands. Shall we? I mean, I, I have one of the keys, but I, I know where the other one is, and it's currently in the ground. Should we go? Wait, you think that it's the arms of the golem? I feel like it could be. Probably, if it's two potentially hands. Do you want to see what happens if you put one of the hands in? Do I even want to do this? I mean, it's a big, creepy, veiny rock. You feel a, a sense of warmth and, yeah, and comfort. comfort. Yeah, like like the dark side or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, team. What do you what do you think we should do? Mud just shoves him forward a little bit. It's like, go do something. Thump thump. Thump thump. Can I perceive to see what is going on here? I'm very reluctant. Can he perceive to see if he's about to be screwed over by you? <laughs> Before you go, in case you die, where did you bury this thing? <laughs> Make a perception check. Thirteen. Before you die. <laughs> you feel uh safe here. Alright. Well, I feel safe and my little baby bow is telling me to do it, so uh put both arms in. Do it. Yeah, sure. I'll put both hands on it. Thump, thump. The monolith vibrates and pulses faster and faster. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. The stone melts away into a liquid form and expands into a sheet of red, climbing higher and wider. And then it washes over all of you like a flood of blood. Oh. That's the end of this episode. Oh, God. What does it all mean? You're going to have to find out next week, next time. Will there be a door? Will there be a gorge? Will there be a door that leads to a gorge? There's only one way to find out. Is it a gorge? <laughs> How many spells will we use to cross a bridge? Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next time. Thank Goodbye. you. Bye. Bye.